many are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's a great pleasure to be here. Let's just say, when the praises go up, His glory comes down. Let's say, we lift Him higher. We lift Him higher, higher, higher. Oh, oh. 
to be praised, O oh God. O oh Father God, there is none like you, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, we adore you this evening, O oh God. For Heavenly Father, you'll take the pain away, O oh God. We know, O oh Heavenly Father, O oh God, that in the presence of Jehovah, O oh God, we're in the realm, O oh God, of all things are possible, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, we are in, Heavenly Father, a dangerous place, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, because your word says when two or three are gathered, O oh God, you shall be in the midst, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, as we singing, we'll take the pain away, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we, are, you are, we, we can sense your presence, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we're not asking you to come, O oh God. But Heavenly Father, O oh God, we say, O oh God, we are happy that you are present amongst us, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, oh God, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Heavenly Lord God, for such a heavenly atmosphere. Fear, oh God, Heavenly Father, oh God, where Heavenly Father the angels are going to and fro, Heavenly Father, oh God, Heavenly Father, oh God, even this afternoon, oh God, we just want to thank you, oh God, for Heavenly Father availing yourself, oh God, to speak to us, oh God, Heavenly Father, oh God, we love you, oh God, we adore you, oh God. There is no God like thee, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, from the beginning of time to the end of time, there is none like thee, O oh God. Heavenly Father, until the Son says, I've searched for all eternity, lo, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, anybody can fail, but Heavenly Father, you are in failing, God, Heavenly Father. You're the most powerful God, Heavenly Father. You are God, Heavenly Father, who can tackle any circumstance, O oh God. Heavenly Father, Heavenly God, Oh God, this afternoon we say, Oh God, took full harness of the service, Oh God. Heavenly Father, in your song leader, Oh God, may you go with him, Oh God, as he's leading us with the songs of Zion, Oh God. Heavenly Father, may, may you bless him also abundantly, Oh God, as he stands, Oh God, beyond this sacred desk, Oh God. Heavenly Father, Oh God, even your mouthpiece, Oh God, this evening, Oh God, may you also anoint him mightily, Oh God, because Heavenly Father, oh, as your church, Oh God, we are under expectation. Oh Heavenly Father, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, we believe, oh God, that this evening, oh God, if there's anybody, oh God, who's got anything, Heavenly Father, as the songwriter says, oh God, you'll take the pain away. For Heavenly Father, we know, oh God, that today, oh God, oh God, Heavenly Father, oh God, is going to be a showdown again, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, it's going to be, oh God, one of the greatest preachings, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, we say, Heavenly Father, take full harnesses, oh God. And take full control in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Oh! 
Amen. As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are happy to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. We Commencing with the midweek services. Uh, always say if you want to see how God is glorious, uh, come to Sunday services. But if you really want to see how He really is glorious, uh, come to the Wednesday services. There is just something that God does during uh, Wednesday services that He normally doesn't do on Sunday services. Amen. You know, you know. Uh, Sunday is, is where you uh, everyone goes to church. Uh, whether whether they believe or they don't believe. But going to a Wednesday meeting. Uh, it, it takes it takes a commitment. It, it takes an understanding of oneself. Only special people go to Wednesday services. Amen. The general public they come on Sunday. Uh, you know, when I prepare my messages, I always say, God, give me the best messages for Wednesday. Not because, uh, because the messages that we preach, they don't depend on the number. It depends on the pool. And I've picked up that the greatest pool that I often feel is on Wednesday. And I used to say, oh, maybe it's because people on Wednesday, they are more relaxed. Maybe they are not having their neck away. They don't have their necktie. Or they don't have the best shoes. So, so they can dance in the spirit. Uh, the, the, uh, I ask myself, why is the Holy Spirit seem, seem it seems, the Holy Spirit flows freely on Wednesdays. Then God said to me, no, it's because the people that are there, they really mean business. Amen, because, I mean, I think the good excuse that you can use is Wednesday. When you see a believer in church on Wednesday, he beat the devil at traffic. 
Traffic. <laughs> commitment and actually if I would have a prayer request myself I would reserve my prayer request for Wednesday you know why Jesus one time he went to pray for a certain girl he prayed and later he said hey, let the unbelievers leave and the unbelievers left and the believers remained then the miraculous took place so, so uh, I'm simply saying in, in, on Wednesday you've got less unbelievers but on Wednesday you've got many. On Sunday you've got many. I don't know whether you you get where I'm going. Amen. I hope I hope you get to the gist of where what I'm trying to drive home. And on that note, may God richly bless you. Uh, make it a commitment to come to Wednesday meetings. Make it a commitment. Transport is never an issue. Is there anyone that ever slept at the tabernacle because they never had a transport? Is there anyone? Oh, you always get home somehow. If someone says there, there is transport, they are just part of the unbelievers that we have on Sunday. We together. Amen. If you don't have transport, I as the pastor will personally drive you home. I respect a believer that loves Wednesday services. Amen. Normally when you want to know the people that I pastor come around Wednesday, you will find them. All right. I thought you would say amen because you are here. Amen. Man, may God richly bless you uh, as we go to the reading of the word. And then we'll read this scripture. Uh, at least yeah, it's 11 uh, verse 3 to 6 at least yeah, it's 11 it says if the clouds be full of rain then empty themselves 
they empty themselves upon the earth, and if the tree fall towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Uma amafu ekwele mfula, ayayitulula imshabeni, futi uma kuwa umuti ngaseni ngizimu, noma ngasenyakatho enda weni lapo owa kona umuti he that observeth the wind shall not sow, he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, know how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow the seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Some one twenty six verse five it reads in this manner. Mahobo one twenty six verse five verse five They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Proverbs thirteen verse four. Proverbs 13, verse 4. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Okay. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. For 2015, as we commence with these midweek services, I think in the number of years that I've been in this church, there's never been a year where I've ever seen believers as expectant as they are. And Lord, I know when believers get into that state of expectation, something surely is bound to happen. And I believe that somewhat there seems to be something special about this year. We don't know what it is, but we can feel it in the air. And that is why, God, we say, whatever you are going to do, I, for one, I say, pass me not by. Amen. My greatest desire is that whatever you want to reveal to your people or whatever program that you want your people to be part of, 
let me be one of them, dear God. And Lord, I say, as we are being ushered into this year, we bind every demon. And we bind even the devil himself. That in this program that we are part of, when we come to the end of the year, it must be realized. Amen. But God, my desire is that every person in this assembly, weak and strong, young and old, make them realize what part they need to play in this activity of the kingdom of God. Somebody has got a role to play. Amen. Lord, as you spoke to Isaiah one time and said, who shall I send? He said, send me I. My desire is that every heart should have that sense of obedience and say, Lord, whatever you need to be done, I am available. And Lord, if we approach the year from that perspective, it is bound to be not just a year, but a miraculous year. Lord, for their families, whatever plans that they've got, the scripture says many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. My desire is that let their desires and their plans be in line with your purpose. If it is in that manner, it shall never be defeated. But this is the year where we are going to reduce the devil to absolutely nothing. And we are going to put him in his position. And Lord, for us to do that, it needs every member of the body to realize their role and to play their role. And by so doing, your purpose shall prevail. I commit them to you as I commit this service to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Uh, just for a few minutes. One just want to speak about uh, reaping what you sowed. Uh, and then normally when people hear this statement or this phrase that you reap what you sow uh, these words have come to be associated with, uh, an, with unpleasant experiences Actually, when you hear somebody say, you will reap what you sow, a lot of times they are either disappointed, and a lot of times maybe they are angry about whatever uh, the person has done, but these words do not only apply whenever you have done wrong things. They as well apply when you have done 
great things. Because everyone in their own right they are so us. Then when you hear the words, you will reap what you sow. You don't go into a panic mode if you know that you sow to the right seeds. But uh, I say, let us sow. Amen. The prophet in the message is uh, the Revelation chapter 4, paragraph 14. And here we are coming to the end of the road and pray that God will forgive all of our sins and our shortcomings. Because when you, the greatest way to approach a new era Never, never carry the regrets of the previous year into the new year. It is a, it is a, it is a new opportunity that God has given you. And then you need not to approach it with a sense of regret. That's what the prophet says. God and pray that God will forgive all our sins and our shortcomings. Because uh, as I said the other time, the people have got a tendency to live one year for so many years. Uh, there must come a time where you let go and embrace the new era. What, what is done is done. Uh, some, some of the things that happened, we can't change them. It's like a spilled milk. Some of the unpleasant experiences that we went through, we had to go through and God had a purpose why we went through them and actually had you not gone through them you would not be the type of the person that you are so whatever we have gone through in 2014 it has molded our character in a certain way and I, I want to say I thank God for the 2014 trials because they serve as a stopping stone towards somewhere because before there is a blessing there is a burden whatever burdens that you have had are equivalent to the blessings that will come your way and when you approach this year 
You need to approach it from a sense of saying, God, another year so that you can bless me. He says, now I want to say this before I start. I wish it, I wish to each one of you all the most successful and blessful and healthy new year that I can wish to you. God be with you. May you grow both physically uh, you, because you are growing. If you were 10 last year, you will be 11 this year. But it's not uh, the number of years in your life that counts. But it was what those years contain. He says, may you grow both both physically and spiritually. That's why we say as we move into the new year, our aspiration is that we need to meet new devils. Because new devils mean new levels. He, he who grows meets a new David. But he who does not grow remains with the same David. If you meet a new devil in 2014, just remember you have been promoted. How many are willing to meet new Davis? We are done with the old Davis. They are their previous standard. But we have been graduated into another standard. We will meet the new challenges of the new standard. May you grow both physically and spiritually and financially. That is the prophet wishing. You know when believers you say may you grow financially we, we need to grow financially. It's not a prosperity gospel. Uh, what is happening is that when, when you are lack of things, uh, lacking can, can breed dishonesty. You may not be able to pay the debts that you owe. And I think our obligation as believers is that we need to honor our debts. And actually, the devil, especially in our time, he has identified the financial avenue or the financial stream. He wants to use it to frustrate believers. Are we we together? Because uh, uh, and a lot of uh, some of you that are from Zimbabwe, you would know. When the Zimbabwean economy collapsed, it it brought it to the surface men of integrity and women of integrity. And it as well brought to the surface dishonest people that were in the message. Uh, I don't know whether can I get an amen on that one. 
some because of the economic conditions they thought it justified an, a behavior that was untowards the weight and they thought it would be justified by the poor economy but when you hear the testimonies that are coming from there in, in relation to that period. If you have not gone through that, you will think that those testimonies, they, are, they seem childish. But to us, we see the power of God. How do you explain a brother that doesn't know what the family would eat that night? And he has been uh, trying to find food and the eagle go, uh, flies past I think it was carrying a fresh rabbit and all of a sudden he dropped the rabbit oh, and the brother picked up the rabbit and went home to cook the rabbit with the family where did that eagle come from it came from somewhere it was sent by somebody but if you have not gone through that you say what's the big deal about that when, when things are tough, you look for God even in smaller things. And he likes to reveal himself in smaller things. And we say, our wish is that may you grow financially. May your streams be opened and may God bless you. Because by, if he blesses you, he blesses himself in return. Are we together? And you brothers, you must remember. I will say it and I will say it once so that somebody must never say it's a doctrine. One income of stream. Uh, the devil becomes very pompous if there are multiple ways he is humbled maybe some of you will catch it in 2016 but I will not come back on that one if you want to know what I mean come and see me may he grow you both physically spiritually and financially and materially everything that God can bring upon you I pray that he will do it. Now I'm facing a new year myself. God only knows what lays in the future. Our decisions have to be made right. We've got to get all our stuff. He's claiming claiming things as he's going into the new year. And, And he says, I solicit the prayers of 
you people to, I, I, I ask the prayers of you people to pray with all your heart that God will let me not to be misled on anything but to be sincere and have a good year. These wishes that the prophet had that's the wishes that I've got for you. May God bless you. May he fight your battle. May he make you to grow in every sphere of your life. May he help you to make the right decisions. And may he help you not to be misled in any way. And let it be a blessed year. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to put it in this manner. What we reap, it's what we sow. Now, every person must sow something. I want to put it in this manner. And I, as I normally say, they say a Sunday is for vertical sermons. But and they say someone says Wednesday is horizontal because there are times when a preacher comes and says thou says the Lord but there are times when a preacher says let's talk so this evening I want us to talk. But let it be a godly talk. Now we, we need to sow in order for us to reap. And life, life is an echo whatever you sow you must reap whatever you give you must get whatever you see exist, whatever you see exists in you it always comes back I hope we are together here life is what when you, what you get is what you give and what you reap is what you sow. And what you see, it's what's in you. It always comes back. So uh, laziness is when you want to reap where you have never sowed. It's when you want to receive where you have never given. That's not how life works. The life, it says, you plant into the ground. And if you plant the mango seeds, you cannot expect the banana tree. Whatever goes down must come up. So, whatever, whatever you, as we go into the new year, whatever you will get out of this year is what you put into it. Because we live in a, a time where people expect something where they've never put anything. It's like young couples that are married. Uh, uh, they expect great things. Uh, 
you, have you ever seen new newlyweds? They, they expect great things. Marriage is, a, marriage is an empty basket. When you get married, there is nothing in marriage. What you get out is what you both put in. You can't expect what you have not put in. And that is the principles of life. Now, during the sowing time, as the scripture says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. During the sowing, the planting season, it is not an easy time. Actually, planting by its own, its own nature is risky. Because you put the seed into the ground and cover the ground. And you hope that somehow it will return back with fruit. So, sowing is an act of faith. And as we get into the new year, my question is, what are you sowing? And in, 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 in the same breath, I want to say, an idle mind is attractive to the devil. If you do nothing, the devil will come knocking on your doorstep. So some of the people then some of the temptations that they run into it just shows that people are not busy with anything. If you are not busy with anything, let's say if you are a gossiper, you know a gossiper is somebody that does nothing. He's not busy with anything. Because when you are busy, you are absorbed. You've got no time for other things. Are we together? Now let's continue here. Now it says in the in the preacher's book where we read if the clouds be full of rain they empty themselves upon the earth. If the tree fall towards the south or towards the north in the place where the tree falleth there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow because when there is wind you need not to observe the wind but you need to sow if there are clouds you don't need to regard the clouds but you need to reap it simply means that you need not to have excuses to do what you are supposed to do at that given point in time because as I say, people are not growing. The reason people are not growing is because things that they are supposed to do, they are not doing them. They always find an excuse why it should not be done. How many of you ever had plans and you thought you would do them in that year and you never touched them? How many of you in the building 
understanding. What made you not to do that? It's because always when you're supposed to act, the devil is giving you you an excuse as to why it cannot be done at that moment. Actually, there's never a perfect moment to do something except at that moment. If something must be done, must be done in that moment. And I will come to the spiritual side. As a church, we can say we can't do certain things. And maybe we can find excuses as why it could not be done. But if we do that, we are not exercising faith. Because when you exercise faith, you start plowing without seeing the sign of the rain. If you find somebody waiting for the sign of rain before the, 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 the plow, that is not an act of faith. I, I hope we are together here. It says, as thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, know how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with the child. That is in 11, verse 3 to 6. I'm on verse 5. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, know how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed. And in the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper. Either this way or that. Or whether they both shall be alike good. The Bible simply says, do not procrastinate on what you are supposed to be doing. And somebody says, when you come at the end of the journey, you will regret most not for the things that you have done, but for the things that you wish you could have done. Because as, t- as time goes by, because time is a factor, the things that you are able to do today, in five years you may not be able to do. But, but for you, when you still have strength, you need to start and doing those things. But it's because people are crippled by fear. In 24-15, let us not have the spirit of fear, but let us have the spirit of faith. Let us approach life and say, if I committed it to God, then if I do it, God will make it to prosper. You don't need to wait for a perfect season. But you need to listen to your internal compass. And brothers, I want to put it in this manner. If a man does not have a vision, 
If a man does not have a vision, it frustrates the family. Actually, everywhere where there is a leader and there is no vision, it frustrates the people that are following. The scripture says, where there is no vision, people perish. It doesn't say where there is no leader. It says where there is no vision. People perish. People do not follow a leader, they follow a vision. Because the leader must already be following a vision. And my question to you is that let your life not be barren. But let your life be pregnant with expectation and say, God, last I was here. But this year I want to be here. And that other year I want to be here. Because everything that worships God is subject to the law of growth. If you are not growing, then you are not under the atmosphere of God. I hope we are together here. Maybe you are sitting there and say, Ah, me, I'm a sister. Uh, what can I do? Let every person has got a vision uh, and must pursue that vision. Because you are not born just to eat and sleep and eat and sleep and die. But you must find something that you are doing that is connected to God's purpose. Some of you, you were born not to make great things, but just to make a difference in somebody's life. And when you do that, some of you may never know, just by being there and being where you are, and your neighbor seeing you, and you say, God bless you, and when they've got a problem, they come to you, you may find that that's your life purpose. And if that is your life purpose and you have found it, then you need to escalate it. If you were touching five people, today touch 15 people. But in whatever God has assigned you, let me make sure that you grow in that. There is nothing that irritates God like stagnation. Because any area where thing water are stagnated, that area will be stinking. Because a river is made to flow. If you stagnate, then you begin to stink in the in, in, in the sight of God. So you need to grow as a believer. And some of you, how do you reflect growth? I say in 2015, don't be a spectator. Be a partaker. Identify in God's program and say, that's my role. I will play it and I will play it to my best of ability. And when you do that, you will realize God will begin to bless every area of your life. Because 
sacrifice attracts God's blessings. If you don't sacrifice, then you get nothing. But if you sacrifice, the reward will be equivalent to the sacrifice. Every time I sacrifice, I have never considered to be a loss. I feel that the more I sacrifice, the blessing that will come is equivalent to the sacrifice. If you feel a burden, the blessing will be as heavy as that burden. But but we let us not go through life as spectators, but let us be the people that we can say we are the change agents of God. Wherever we go, things must change. If the sinners look at us, they get an inspiration. You can take it into your marriage and say, let the people that have lost hope in marriage, when they look at me and my wife, they must get a new hope. But you are here to inspire this generation. Because when you've got life and you walk into an environment of death, people must see a contrast and say, but this one is different. And we want to be like him. Make it a goal that people must be like you. God, I want every man and woman. Even in church, when they look at me, they must want to be like me. And you can say to the people, the reason you see God being favorable to me is because of these sacrifices. Let us serve him better. Let us worship him. Then, by so doing, you will influence people. I say in 2015, let us not be mediocre. A life of mediocrity must be rejected. Everything we do, we must do it to our uttermost. If I preach, I must preach to my uttermost. If you Worship, worship to your uttermost. Whatever you do, do it to your uttermost. If you are a husband, be a husband to the uttermost. If you are a wife, be a wife to the uttermost. We reject the life of average. Because we want to come up here and be a standard in whatever we do. And God must be able to look at you and tell the people be like that brother, be like that sister, be like that pastor, be like that wife, be like that husband. Don't be average, but serve God better. Are we together? Can we make it a goal that in every area of our life we will go an extra mile? We will be better people. We will be the better agents of the kingdom of God. Don't be average. I hope somebody can understand where I'm going. Because when you do that, then you are planting the seeds. This church, the expectation of where I'm sitting 
blank telecom. This church must interrupt the life of Wheatbank. I don't know whether you get what I mean. The people around Wheatbank, they must know that worshiping God is not the way we have always known to be. Not because we want to be a better church. No, sir. But we want to show a, a way that is being approved by God in the end time of how to worship him. My desire is that young people in this church they must walk on the school campus and say it is cool to be a message believer. It is cool to wear a long dress and take pride in that. That's my desire. The time of hiding ourselves is over. In 2050, we are becoming God's billboard. And say, let the world see what this message has produced. Let us advertise God. Let us advertise the world by raising the standard. By each and every one of you. In your corners when you pray. And say God. What do you want me to do? Where do you want to send me? Whose life do you want me to make a difference in? You you must have that burning desire. If you are going to come to church the way you have been coming in 2014. I have got bad news for you. You will find yourself out of the step. Where am I saying that? Because you will see people moving in a certain direction. Hallelujah. And having a joy coming to church and say, brother, that sister that was baptized, I'm the one that testified. You know that the prophet says, every time you win a soul, that soul in heaven is like a star. And your name is wrapped around that star. Maybe you are saying, for every star that was going to be rare. I want my name to appear every day. It is possible. Amen. But today, winning a person to the Lord, we have reduced his just as the pastor. Prophets say every Christian is compulsory for them to be a missionary. And I want to put it in this way. If I as a pastor I win a soul from another message church and they come here in heaven you know how it counts. Zero. 
They're not new converts. They've just changed the place of worship. But when God sees a drunkard walking into church and say, I'm not perfect, but you folks, what you preach has pricked my heart. And I want to be baptized. The entire heaven is rejoicing. We are together here. Amen. Amen. But I don't say we need not to provide a place when people want to worship here. But it's not soul winning. It's just changing of another fellowship to another fellowship. You get with me? Amen. Now the scripture says in Proverbs 20 verse 4 it says the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. Proverbs 20 verse 4 Isaiah 20 verse 4 the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. While people, other people are planting and you are not planting during harvest your heart will be full of jealousy. Have you ever seen a student that doesn't study? I once had one. Uh, while people were rejoicing because the metric results had been published, I knew him that he was doing metric as well. But I heard her say, he, him saying, whether you failed or passed, we are all going to die. I said, no, even though I did not see the newspaper, this man has failed. And later when I investigated, I found that he failed. Why? He didn't plant anything. When people were harvesting, he couldn't harvest anything. And what was happened? his heart became full of jealousy. You know that you've got such people if a brother buys a car you'll hear him saying that uh, you can find out that he has bribes. That person is a sluggard. A sluggard will never come to you and say, brother, congratulations. May God richly bless you. How did you do it? And you begin to explain and say, brother, I have learned something from you. Not a sluggard. A sluggard will be there. May even tell the wife, my wife, 
Have you picked up that when you are happy about other people's success, later you become successful? But every time you are full of jealousy, jealousy will make you sing. Because if you appreciate, you will want to say, my brother, how did you plant? What type of soil did you use? The fruits of your land are beautiful. He will share with you what are the fertilizers. And you will take the fertilizer and use it in your land. And you will go back to the brother and say, My brother, you taught me something. I've got the fruits as well. That's how believers are. A church is not just a place where we come and just say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's where we draw strength from one another. Because when I'm weak, I see another brother that is stronger. Because strength is contagious. When I'm around him, and I feel his strength, even though I was weak, then I become stronger. And church is not a place of jealousy. In some cases, we even have preachers that are jealous. Amen. If a brother, God blesses a brother, and the preacher begins to preach for the rich man to go to heaven, it's like a cow going through a needle wall. Later you realize that it is not the spirit of God's preaching, it's the spirit of jealousy. We have, seen, have you seen such preachers? If he doesn't afford Audi like Brother Tlangu, then he makes Audi to be a sin. The day he affords it, then he goes quiet. Or he sings Jehovah Jireh. But when he's another brother, it's not Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Children of God, let us let go of the things of the world. Our way is just going to heaven. Amen. It's very suspicious these days. We are so disappointed. But brothers, as we get into the new year, my greatest desire be a different person. Be a person that reflects growth. Make God to be proud. And say, no wonder I gave him another year. Look what he's doing. She is making me proud. That's my desire. And let every member in the church, you may be weak, 
You may have struggles. You may have imperfections. But you are balancing the body of Christ. And in your weak position, and in your imperfections, have a desire and say, God, I am migrating from this environment that has always been characterized with these demons. I want to go to a better world. I don't want to complain about the old David, but I want to speak about the new David to show that I'm growing. When you do that, you challenge God to make your life to be an area of focus and say, this man, this woman is my perfect representative. I will bless him. I will protect him. His or her prayers shall be immediately answered. That's my desire for each and every one of you. Continue to plan may God richly bless Let's just sing two songs before we go.
close the service with a word of prayer. what you have done unto us, Father, for we know, Lord, that you have lifted us from another height to a better height, O God. Father, we appreciate you, O Lord. May all glory and honor 
truly be returned unto thee, O Father. For thou art worthy, O Lord. You are worthy of praises. You are worthy of honor. You are worthy, O Father. Oh my God, you are our Redeemer, Lord. You are the one that died for us, O Lord. You are taking us to further heights, O Lord. We thank you for this year, 2015, O Father. Surely there are good things that are in store for us, O Lord. Eye has never seen, ear has never heard, O Father, what you have kept for us, O Lord, in this year, O God. And one day, O Father, we shall come back here appreciating, thanking you, O Father, for all this that you have done unto us, O Lord. For, O God, these messages of faith, O Lord Jesus, there is something that you are preparing us, O Lord. And we are receiving, Father, that we shall also be able to receive, Father, when the material comes, Father, when the spiritual comes, when the physical comes, whatever it is, O Lord Jesus, Father, we are awaiting, O Lord Jesus. We are expecting, O Lord, and we will return all the glory and honor to you, O Lord. We thank you for the pastor tonight, O Father, for being used of you, O Lord. We thank you for the message, O Father, we have heard, O Lord Jesus. Help us, O Father, to adhere unto it, O Lord. Help us, Father, to live what has been preached, O God. Father, for we want that same, O Lord, to be a living thing, O Lord, in us, O Father. Lord, we thank you, Father. May it move from the mind, O Father, to the heart, O Lord. May it be able, O Lord Jesus, to materialize, O Father, that we may be walking by faith, O Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight. Bless him, Father. Bless his family, O Lord. Bless the song leader. Bless everyone who has come tonight, O Lord. We have heard, O Lord Jesus, Father, we need enough grace, O Father, to be able, O Lord Jesus, Father, to be partakers, O Lord, of what we have heard and to live it, O Lord. Thank you, O Father, as we are going home, Lord. We are asking you, O Father, to go with us, O Lord Jesus. May you May you, your angels encompass around us, O oh Father. May you protect us, O oh Lord Jesus. Father, in Whitbank, Lord, we want to be the change that right. we desire to see, O oh Father. Help us witness your word. Help us, O oh Father, God, as the preacher has been saying, O oh Father, each one of us, O oh Father, to do the best in what they must do, O oh Lord. Show us, O oh Father, give us enough courage, enough strength, O oh Lord. Take away the fear, O oh Father. Give us enough faith, O oh Lord Jesus, Father, yes. that we may be able to get there, O oh Father. We want this year to be a bring change, O oh Father. This is a change that you want to see in our lives, that you want to see in the community, O oh Father. May you aid, O oh Father God, the congregants, I mean, the saints, O oh Father, the believers, O oh Lord. Father, give us that burden, O oh Lord Jesus, yes. Father, to reach out to a sinner somewhere, O oh Lord. Like the pastor said, O oh Father, it's true, Lord. We want to bring Father, new people, Lord Jesus, Father, with this faith, oh God, give us the courage, oh Father. Lord, that, that would, maybe that would be the only way that we'll be able to appreciate the grace that you've done Thank for us, oh you. Father, by dying for us on Calvary, oh Lord. We want to bring someone, Lord, help us, Father. We can't do it, it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, oh Father. Just reveal someone, just lead us to someone, oh Father, someone, another family, oh Lord. Yes. Someone, Father, Lord Jesus, we know it's possible, oh God. Father, we believe it, and we are waiting, oh Lord Jesus, Father, that you may help us, oh Lord, that the, all, the honor and glory will be returned unto you, O Father. We thank you. We bless your name in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 God bless. Mananjaro.
Thank you, Father.
Lord. 